Welcome to One Extraordinary Marriage. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we're going to talk to you about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy in your marriage. Tonight's going to be a little bit uh, true confessions and a little bit of kick in the pants. Is it really? What are we talking about? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm sure some people that uh, follow you on Twitter or on Facebook saw you put up a post earlier today about talking about rejection and McDonald's. Yeah. And the big question was, what does McDonald's have to do with rejection? Well, I'm glad you asked. It has quite a bit to do with rejection. And tonight we're going to be talking about physical intimacy that connection between you and I that goes deeper than just deeper than just sex. Um, it's that connection where we are really together in the truest sense of the word and how that plays out in our marriage and how prior to August, 2008, actually September, 2008, when we embarked on our 60 days of intimacy, um, how I used to control that all the time. (laughs) It was all about me, ladies and gentlemen. It was one of those things where if I wanted to be intimate with Tony that night, he got lucky. If I didn't, you would roll over. I would roll over, which wasn't cool. I had lots of stall tactics. It wasn't just rolling over in bed, although that was a good one. Um, I would, I usually take a long time in the bathroom getting ready for bed as it is, which would lead, to me falling asleep. Stall tactic number two. Um, I might decide that I'm going to stay up and watch Law and Order. I think I've mentioned I'm a big fan. If or I get, you would read. Or I would read. I'd be in bed physically, but there was no connection with Tony. He would kind of nudge me and I'm like, okay, just a few more pages. Just give me a few more pages. And the next thing you know, he's snoring and I'm up till one reading my book. Yeah, um, that wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. And... I think on some level, I was aware of how much control I was taking in my relationship, but it wasn't until we did our 60 days that and dug into that study with Intimacy Ignited that I realized how much control. And, you know, the kick in the pants part, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You know that when your husband makes you mad or does something you don't like, guess what? He's not getting any, um, which isn't really positive for us. We, we, as a, as a guy, when this happens, it, it truly hurts. Agree. Would you agree? I, I, I would mean, agree. D- do you understand where we're coming from? I mean, because I, I, I tend to think that you don't at times because when I would make advances like that and you would just roll over or you would do your stall tactics or you would watch TV, I would be in the room festering, getting pretty darn upset because I thought you would had heard me earlier in the day. You had made some contact with me saying that, yeah, we probably will do that. And then to come into the evening, I'm in bed waiting for you and you do nothing. It, It would seriously hurt. And quite honestly, I would say I'm more aware of it and more understanding of my actions now in hindsight than I was when it was going on. Um, and when, Well, we've had time to work through that, but that was after 11 years of marriage. Right, and lots of mistakes on my part. Lots of times, you know, in that first 11 years where it was all about me. 
Right. And I don't, I didn't, one, I didn't take responsibility for my actions in the bedroom. And two, I didn't care, which is a really horrible thing to say. But it was, you know, one of those areas where I was just like, no, if I don't want to, then we're not going to. And I didn't fully grasp the damage that it was doing to our relationship. I didn't fully get that, you know what, when I say no, and sometimes it was just a matter of me saying no, and this is where the whole McDonald's thing comes in, so pay attention. Um, when Lots of times when a woman says no, it's not just strictly the rejection of our spouse. Like there would be times when I'm like, no, I don't want to have sex tonight. I don't want to be intimate. And it wasn't so much that I was like, oh, you really made me mad. Although there were nights when that was probably the case. It was just a choice. I make decisions all day long between kids and work and life that that was one more decision. And I was making my choice. Well, how does this have to do anything with McDonald's? Well, I'm glad you asked because for me, on those nights, it was like, well, do you want to go to McDonald's? You know, do you want to have a hamburger or do you want to have French fries? And I was just making the decision. No, I don't. I don't want to have a hamburger. I want to have French fries. I want to go to sleep. Well, isn't it more like, do you want to go to McDonald's or not? Okay. Because going to McDonald's would mean we're having intimacy, physical intimacy. We'd be making love. I mean, if I have the option between hamburgers and French fries, well, I'll take either or. If I know I'm going to get something. He would have been happy to get anything. The French fry so, crumbs would have been good at that point in time. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's so going th- to McDonald's I, I, I or not right. going to McDonald's. And so for me, it was a very, there were lots of nights that it was just a very superficial decision. I wasn't setting out to reject him. And one of the things I think we really learned during that 60 days w- I had to change my mindset. I had to realize that all of those times in the previous 11 years. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Before we go into that, I think we need to to address, though, are we going to McDonald's, yes or no, which is just a to-do item on your list of things for the day. But when you would say no, it was a serious rejection to my core. I mean, I was... As a guy, a lot of what we are about is the physical act of sex, of making love, of physical intimacy. So for you to just go, no, like, do you want to go to McDonald's or not? It would it would literally crush me. My ego would be crushed and I would feel I would feel that there was a distance being coming between us. And time and time again, that that distance continues to widen, which leads to, you know, looking at other women, which leads to fantasizing about other women, which lead which led to, and we've discussed and we haven't discussed here and or even on our blog was pornography became a big part of my life because of that rejection. So, I mean, I get the hey, you know, are we, go, are we going to do McDonald's, yes or no? And for you, that was a yes or no answer. But for a guy, for me, that had a lot to do with my, my ego. My, my ability to satisfy you was all pent up in that. So it, it's, 
it, it is a big issue for us guys. And and I had the opportunity to bring this up to a couple of guys today when when I was out at work, and, and it was interesting the the responses I got. I mean, when, when I brought it, brought this up, the guys I was talking to, they're all going, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, Tony, you, you're telling it right." So I, I know that I'm coming from the right point, and I think we a year and a half ago when we went through our 60 days, we really learned a lot. We did because I know that I'm not alone in my behavior in the first 11 years of our marriage. I've, you know, lots of girlfriends. We talk about our husbands. We talk about our relationships. And I know that there are women out there who think it's okay to do what I used to do. And what I'm here to tell you tonight, ladies, is it's not. It's not okay. Because just like Tony said, I was damaging our relationship. Thankfully, it was not damaged beyond repair. And, you know, shame on me for not realizing what I was doing, whether it was an out and out rejection of him because I was upset or, you know, he'd made me mad and I'm, you know, I'm going to hold sex over his head as a weapon and a tool to use or on those nights when it was just, you know, one thing on my to-do list that I didn't want to do either, either time, either scenario when I said no to him and wasn't realizing that I was rejecting him because I didn't give him more explanation. It wasn't like, you know what, honey, I do want to be close to you, but I'm not feeling well, or I've had a really long day. Can we, can we make a date for tomorrow night? You and me, I didn't take the time in those 11 years to explain myself. Well, and I don't think I, I was able to communicate myself back then either. I, I think I wasn't fully aware of what was happening. I did what was easiest for me, which was to not confront you and get on the computer and look at pornography. It was much easier for me when you would turn over in your sleep, say no, fall asleep, get out of bed, and turn on the computer. And so on the flip side of damaging relationships and rejection... You're going into a whole nother world that destroys. I mean, it, gosh, we're, we're man. Thank God it didn't destroy us. Right. Right. Yeah. It could have. It very easily could have. Um, but I'm going to reel this back in and sort of we'll save the pornography right. discussion for another day. Right. We'll, we'll roll I, I am back a roll back into rejection. I am glad that you talked to those guys at work today and got their feedback because obviously that's a perspective that I don't have. I have your perspective on what it felt like, but to hear those other guys giving you, you know, the high fives and the, Oh, they were, they were right on board. I mean, they totally were right there with me going, my goodness, why doesn't my wife realize that I want to be close with her? I want to be next to her. And that by her just turning away from me upsets me and it irritates me. And, uh, you know, like myself early on and something that we've worked through for the last year and a half or so is that we've been able to communicate that. And that's what I was telling them is that you need to really dig deep with your wife here and express those feelings to her. 
and let her know in a time that is safe for both of you guys and not one where you're going to just start talking about it and it's going to lead to sex. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it has to be in a time when, when, and I told them this is at a time when they could just sit down and she knew that this doesn't mean, oh, we're going to talk and we're going to lead to the bedroom. Right. Not one of my marathon talk sessions before we, uh, yes, before. not one of those. <laughs> I want to, um, share with everyone. This was a response that we got to one of our earlier blog posts on our website, one extraordinary marriage.com talking about control and sex and relationships. And this is from, um, a woman here in San Diego and she just said, I have to say it is a hard thing to relinquish that control us women have over sex. Our husbands seem to only have sex with us when we are in the mood. We don't seem to care if they are. And admittingly, I have used sex to control other aspects of our lives. If he makes me mad, I withhold sex. If I want sex and he's tired, I get mad at him and take it personally and withhold sex for however long to teach him a lesson for turning me down. It's a certain power we hold. But here's the catch. I am learning as I get further in my marriage, how wrong I was for doing those things. I am so excited um, to hear from women that are reading our blog and following us and uh, getting involved in our coaching that there is that realization that, you know what? I'm screwing this up. You know, I'm making a mistake. And, you know, Tony talked about those conversations he had with the guys today about how, you know, they're saying you know, I wish she would just accept the fact that I want to be close with her and take that as a good thing. And the reality is, is that, you know, a year and a half ago, prior to that, if I had rejected Tony too long, and this is something I can look back on hindsight and say, oh, I know what was going on there. If I reject Tony, if I say no too many times, he gets super touchy feely. Like he'll come by and he'll, you know, brush my arm. And Well, I'm trying to get that physical touch that I so desire. Right. Right. But I wasn't I wasn't putting two and two together right. and getting well, and four. That, that comes to the point of ESP. I mean, we can't read each other's minds. Right. And so what would happen then is that I would get even more irritated and there would be times that I would turn to him and be like, would you just leave me alone? Stop touching me. Stop. Just back up. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you do get a little irritated when I'm touching you a little too much. Well, but the thing is, we, we, we devised a solution. And right. Well, we learned through our 60 days through our 60 that there were days. no more excuses right. on, e- on either side because there are times that I have put up excuses, but w- in the 60 days... Few and far between. Yeah, few you and really far. I mean, <laughs> come on. Us guys are ready and willing any time of day, pretty much. Except when you go f- try and go for 60 days right. and then they well, get that's tired. A, that's but... a whole other story <laughs> that we've talked about in episode one. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, we learned a lot in those 60 days. And that's why, you know, we're privileged to be on the air with you and to share some of these insights because I would love to help couples not make some of the mistakes that we did. Or if they're making the same mistakes, they're learning from what we've done. Faster. And and how, yeah, and how we've come, how we've sort of bridged that gap. Because it hasn't been easy. Oh, no. It's been, you know, I mean, we're going on 14 years. 14 years, 14 years this October. And... That communication piece, I know we talk about it virtually every week, but we had an incident the other night where um, 
you know, Tony had been making his overtures and I was going along with it. And then we got into bed and we both fell asleep. And instead of festering the next morning, he came to me and he said, you know, I thought we were going to be intimate last night. And I realized that I had to explain that one, it was just sheer exhaustion on my part that caused me to fall asleep. But two, I had to make that up to him because I had, I had given him the indication that it was, you know, green light. I don't, I don't know if you had to make it up to me in a sense that, oh, we had to have makeup sex. It was, it was more of a, we were able to talk about it and realize what had happened on both parts so that the whole next day I wasn't feeling rejected. I wasn't feeling like I missed something the evening before. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't trying to allude to makeup sex. It was more, you know, when I had to make it up to you, it was repair the relationship, repair that small, that small damage that I had done before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And realizing and taking responsibility saying, yeah, I, you know, I'd kind of led you on last night and then I didn't deliver. Um, right. And we've come to the point where we can say, you know what? The next day, if something like that happens, we just talk about it. We, uh, you know, we, we go through it. We don't just let it go. Oh, that wife of mine. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Or that husband of mine. Oh, Gosh, what he did last night? What we've been able to learn is to really be able to come to each other and clear the air quickly instead of festering um, almost like what uh, our um, our, Writer. uh, writer or feedback person said. You know, they could hold, she could hold it over her husband for days. You know, we, we've gone, we gone past that. I mean, we sort of, man, I'm trying to think of the word, but we just try to, we really take care of it. We really hit it right on the head, get to the problem, talk about it and move on. There's a sense of immediacy. Yeah. I think now in our relationship that we, sex is not a tool for me anymore. It's not a control that I have of our relationship. In the last year and a half, we have learned how to have equality in the bedroom on a number of different levels. It's not just, you know, me determining when and if we're going to have sex, that we're going to have that physical intimacy. It goes from, you know, who's taking the lead that night. Right. You know, we have, and I know some people listening to this are going to be like, you schedule all of this. Listen to us for a few minutes and listen to what we do. And before you prejudge our scheduling, Think about it and talk it over with your spouse. Um, in August of this past year, Tony and I decided, was it August or September? August. It was August. Yeah. He's looking at me and I wanted to make sure I had my dates right. Yeah. Um, in August, we decided that we were going to both be responsible for initiating intimacy in our marriage. And so what we decided that we were going to do is that there were three days a week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, are Tony's days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are my days, and Saturday is a day off. And so, for example, on my three days, I can choose any one of those three days to initiate sex with Tony. Which would be either a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. It's not all three days. We're not having sex six days a week. It's not this crazy marathon sex every week. Nope. So one day out of my three days, I initiate sex, and Tony does not say no. 
and it is your it is your day to romance as well. Correct. Now it doesn't always have to be this big hoopla, but it is definitely your day to initiate. And if you want to add some romance, dim the lights, put some candles on, aromatherapy, whatever it may be, that is your day. And I cannot say no. Unless, again, we always go to the, hey, if you're really sick, which you would know beforehand, but if you're really tired or something comes up, you can, there is a little leeway in there, but not much. Not much. He's giving me the really serious look. You can't see it, but he's giving me the no leeway look. And vice versa on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tony's days. Those are those are my days to initiate. Which most guys, I mean, come on. Well, we we do this anyways. And if I could do it all three days, I would too. But our our deal is this is our deal. One <laughs> out of th- one out one time out of those three days. So either Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, I get to initiate. Personally, I like to sort of set the mood. And have done that in numerous ways. Again, candles, um, turning off the lights. Uh, sometimes it's even reading to each other. But what are you looking at me like that for? I'm trying to think the last time you read to me. That is, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be a new idea that you've got. But Maybe you haven't done a, it yet. I haven't done that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He's planning on that. That's probably my that next romantic yeah. night. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Set the mood. <laughs> so, so, and those are my, that, that one night would be my night to set the mood for us. And I can't say no. And right. So here's what this has done for our marriage. What's it done? What well, has it done? Well, on my, from my perspective, I'll let Tony, you know, I won't speak for you. But from my perspective, Tony is not as touchy-feely all the time. Like on those nights, those days and maybe weeks when he wasn't getting any intimacy and he would start to touch me and I'd do that crazy freak out, get away from me thing. He's not doing that anymore. Because he knows twice a week he's getting some. Yeah. That's very so true. he's satisfied. Well, and the other thing is too, is that I know for a fact that if I'm going to initiate, I am not going to be turned down, which, you know, after a while in a marriage, when you get turned down time and time again, you tend to start getting a little gun shy. It's why am I going to do this? So I can be rejected again. I mean, think about this, folks. If I go into the same place, be it a sales call, be it into work, wherever you may go, and every time you go in there, you get turned down, how often are you going to go in there? I think over time, you're going to stop going. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Yeah, it is. Doing Doing it (laughs) over and over again and hoping for a different result. Right. Something along those lines. So... What this has enabled us to do, and for me personally, is it allows me to go, wow, I can initiate and I can do anything leading up to it. And and reading, I meant texting. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. That you do quite a bit. Yes. And I meant to say texting throughout the day to Elisa to sort of build up that mood, that romantic ambiance that we'll have later in the evening. Um, I can do that and know that I'm not going to get turned down. I mean, it brings joy to me to know, yes, what I am doing now will lead to a yes. The other thing that's been really good is, uh, in that whole control thing, is I was quite content for many years of our marriage, in fact, probably the first 11 and a half, to let Tony be completely in control. 
Like I would not initiate sex more than maybe a handful of times. Yeah. And I mean, we would have to really go back and find those handful of times. Okay. You get the idea. So now once a week, Tony gets to have sex without well, and having- I don't know if it's, I mean, we're going to have to discuss the whole sex intimacy. We'll do that in another one though too. So we are intimate. Yes. Twice a week. Intimate. Physically intimate twice Wh- a week. Which to me means that we are spending really quality time. Electronics are off. Yes. I mean, intimacy to me at this point in time means when we are intimate together, physically intimate together, we are seriously into each other. Where sex, which we've had many a times before this period in our lives, was a physical act and not necessarily meaning that you and I were truly engaging each other. We were there. We were two physical beings. We were married. We were making love. We were having sex. I don't even know if I'd call it making love. We were having sex. It was a physical act. When it was done, it was over. We'd go to sleep. Now, when we are together, it is truly intimate. It is truly an amazing time to be together. I would agree. I love the way he just put that. You know, it's, um, it's, it's totally changed. Yeah. I mean, it's like fireworks going off every single time. Yeah. I, I, really? I would right? give you fireworks. Yeah. I would give you fireworks. I mean, that's truly awesome. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's so rad to be able to come and meet you in the bedroom and have this just explosive lovemaking session. Right, because there's a true connection there. And right. there's a true being in the moment, being present, just having having all of it. It's not just the physical, it's the emotional. It's the it's almost indescribable. Everything's lined up. But it's taken a lot of time and when we've had to overcome a lot of hurdles to get there. And I'm glad that we have because, you know, what I have now <laughs> compared to what I had two, three, four, five years ago in terms of my relationship with my husband is, you know, you hear about those marriages that start to go downhill, you know, the longer they've been married. Right. Ours is like going uphill and I, there's no end in sight to the top of the mountain. Yeah. It's it's truly, it's not peaking, but it's getting there, which is cool because I would love for it to plateau at the peak. <laughs> <laughs> we can just keep which, it up there. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that peak is so far up there that we're just, we're, we're going to keep, keep climbing. Going. Yeah. But you know, going back to the original question, we get McDonald's every time. You get asked the question, do you want to go to McDonald's? And the answer is yes. Well, that's for you to decide. Not sure what you mean by that. Well, if I ask for McDonald's, you can either decide yes or no. You've chosen yes. I have chosen yes. Right? Yes. I have made the choice. I have made the choice that I will say yes. And so sex, that physical act deepening into physical intimacy has no longer become a struggle or a source of conflict or tension in our marriage. Right. We've we've removed that. And, you know, there are so many stresses on your marriage that to remove one to free up that energy for you to focus on different aspects of your marriage yep is it's powerful 
It is. It's incredibly powerful. And so I encourage all of you listening that if there are struggles over the physical aspect of your relationship, if there are, you know, control issues going on, and I'm going to say it's probably on the ladies' part, and ladies, you can blast me for this or not, but we're the ones that have to make the decision (laughs) on whether or not we're going to have sex with our husbands. Work with your husband, ladies, and make this not be an issue in your marriage. And I would say both partners, husband and wife, come together and decide if what Elisa and I are doing right now, twice a week, three days is my is my turn to initiate, three days are her turn to initiate, and see if that works for you. Sit down, talk about it. Will th- would that make a difference in your marriage? And for those of you that are thinking, I don't want to schedule. I don't want to put this on my calendar. Most of you probably have Blackberries or calendars or schedules or some kind of time management device. And I'm going to guess there's a lot of stuff on those calendars that would be less important than your spouse. So I challenge you to make your spouse a priority and put them on whatever your time management device is because the reality is they should be the priority. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree 100% on that. And again, in episode one, we talked about our 60 days. And I will tell you from the bottom of my heart, what we are doing now twice a week is so much more enjoyable. It's so much more, <laughs> it's so much more intimate because we do have time to rest in between. We have time to talk in between, be emotional, uh, intimate with each other, intellectually into, intimate with each other. We can dig a lot deeper than we could with the 60 days. So for those of you out there that are thinking, man, I'm, I would love to try something different. I would, I would try this three days, him three days, her, you know, and if you have a name for what we're doing, comment because I've tried to explain this to a number of people. And to this point, I still don't know what to call it. And it would be cool if we could, if we could coin this something because we truly believe this is where marriages should be. This is where marriages soar. This is where marriages husband and wife come together and the bond is so strong nothing can penetrate it and that is where we want you guys to be that is where we want each and every one of you listening to be with your husband or your wife now is it going to happen tomorrow is it going to happen in a week is it going to happen in a year i don't know i don't know because it's up to you to make those changes and it's up to you guys together to make it happen. So I hope after listening to this and both of you listening to this and talking that you put it upon yourselves to try this and make it happen in your marriage. Because I'm going to tell you when you do this, it is going to open up so much in your marriage. It's going to be awesome. It really is is and you're going to be shouting from the rooftops going man i am in love with my wife because you really are and that is what it's all about guys and gals 
It's what it's all about. That's what life is all about. It's about being in this awesome relationship with the person you said I do with and getting completely and utterly naked and stripped down before them and just going, I'm yours. And he means that literally and figuratively. Yeah. The naked and stripped down. And it's it's amazing to sit here across from him and to hear his passion and his conviction. I... Because I'm passionate about, I, I really, I really am passionate about this. If, if there's something that, I mean, when, when you got to go after something, you got to be passionate about it, about it. And, and it, th- that's one thing I'm passionate about is people having extraordinary marriages. I really am. Oh, I, I agree. And it, it's, it's a privilege for me to be sitting. I mean, obviously we're married, you know, he's not doing a marriage podcast with somebody else, but <laughs> that would be interesting. But let's Yeah. Go. We're not going there. Um, but to be sitting here as his wife and hearing his passion, not just for our marriage, but for your marriage, I truly hope those of you that are not listening to this with your spouse, that you will start to take our podcast and share them with your spouse and say, you know what, there's this crazy couple on the, on, you know, iTunes or, you know, wherever you're subscribing to us through that they're talking some some stuff that seems a little off the wall, but I think we ought to talk about this. Yeah. And that's, that's what we hope for you that something that we say sparks a conversation between you and your spouse. And we hope that as that happens, you will comment on the website. Let us know what's going on with you, whether, you know, you know us through Facebook or Twitter or, you know, you're coming to one extraordinary marriage.com. We want to hear from you because we want to know what's going on with you. We really do want to know what's going on with you. So if you're in on this with us, let us know. Comment on to this podcast and say, hey, I'm in. We're, we're in because this is going to seriously transform your marriage from an ordinary marriage to an extraordinary marriage. Folks, we are just so blessed to have you here with us and we are going to sign off. So... If you ever have any questions for us, you can email Lisa at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. If you have a question for me, email me at asktony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We have a listener feedback line, and that number is 858-754-9937. And leave your message there, and we will use you on the air. Thanks a lot, you guys. Have a great evening.